0: start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I missed it. It's
1: him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. i you know, in his own. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh,
2: you when know, they lose their front shoulders. yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know.
1: here that night we got like like that and then the next day we came up 153 even you're listening to the white cat outdoors podcast bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors
0: y'all done playing with your mic i think so okay good what's up everybody it's episode 72, and that's, this is two weeks in a row that we almost
1: didn't didn't get to podcast because Nick was yeah. back in the hospital. It's, that's true. Same issue, and uh, doctors have, have now spent six out of the last eight days in the hospital, and I have no answers. That's, um, always,
0: that's always fun.
1: Top two things. I think I brought this up last week, but the top two things that cause pancreatitis are gallbladder and excessive alcohol abuse. Um, Both of those have been checked off the list, and mainly because I've had two episodes in the past two weeks, and I haven't drank in over three, or almost three, Um, or close to that. Either way, I've had two episodes without any drinks, and then I had a couple tests run that showed that my gallbladder is totally clean, healthy, no stones, no sludge, nothing. Hmm. So we're on to, uh, we've actually checked off a lot of other less common things that it is or that it isn't, um, and now we're more into like the rare, like mm-hmm. autoimmune kind of crap. So we'll Lots see. Of fun, yeah. It's been interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But you're doing good now,
0: and we're recording, so that's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, before we get into everything, uh, a couple any, announcements. Yeah, we here. got a couple of things. First thing I want to say is congratulations to our buddy Blaine Wolfram. Uh, he it's this Saturday morning. He just a couple hours ago he smacked a bird. So he's, Big old rainy day gobbler. Yeah, it was, it was a real crappy. It was like almost snowing this morning. There was a, like some d- sleep I in the air. definitely got snowed on today. Yeah, it was a crappy morning. But Blaine got the job done, put a bird down. So congratulations to him. And uh, other news, uh, we have a new white cat family member. I bought a new little puppy dog, uh, Blue Heeler, Australian Cattle Dog. And I have not gotten her yet. I should have her by tomorrow. So when you're listening to this, I should have her. Do we have a name? I'm leaning towards Rue, but I haven't met her yet, so I don't know. But she looks like a Rue, mm. but we'll see. Um, Yeah, and I'm sure we'll be posting some pictures of her because she's adorable. You should,
1: I think you should go with Ozzy, only because like the Ozzy main reviews and that guy's like Australian. That's not a bad those, plan. So Ozzy's <laughs> <laughs> so another, yeah. that's just, that's right off the top of the head there. Yeah, okay. I appreciate the
0: input. <laughs> Uh, anything else before we get way
1: into it, Tom? Anything over yeah. there? Nothing. Nope, nothing not this morning. No. How? How did? Let's real quick. Since you were hunting this morning, how'd it go? Yeah. So, set up in a field where
2: my grandpa had been seeing birds come out quite frequently around eight o'clock in the morning, and I get all set up and hear birds gobbling all over the place. I'm like, oh man, this gonna be a good morning. They fly down, shut up. I didn't even call. I was just planning on waiting it out. I just kept waiting, waiting. Eight o'clock rolls around, no birds come out. Nine o'clock rolls around, no birds come out. And it started to snow and rain. And I was like, you know, (laughs) I think this is enough.
0: Even if the birds do come out, I'm not going to be here for it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So nine o'clock rolled around. I took my football and went home. It was was not a fun morning in the woods. It was pretty cold, rainy. So. All around not a good time.
1: Yeah. yeah I actually got up about quarter after four to uh, check the weather. I went downstairs, you know looked out the back step and it had not started raining, but I checked the radar and I saw those little snowflakes in the forecast and uh, because of what we're talking to today uh, talking about today, I don't have nearly as much drive. <laughs> to get out there and turkey hunt right now, so especially in that weather. When I saw the snow, I was like, "Back to bed." Yeah, I said, "I'm just gonna crawl back in bed and I will hunt my dreams." Mm-hmm. And talk to Tom about his hunt later. <laughs> turned out to be a great plan. So, after now that that's through, I guess yeah. we should really break into the meat and potatoes. Yeah, of you this guys had quite the first weekend. Yeah, so you guys were killing it up in New York. Yeah, so. Yeah. The, plan, the original plan, we were going to do some PA hunting on Saturday and then some New York hunting on Sunday. Well, our typical spot that we were planning to go to uh, in Pennsylvania, we didn't actually put any birds to bed. And me and Tom, for years, have known a group of birds to always roost um, up at the headquarters since we've been up there before the cabin was even built. Um, actually, pre-White Cat, We have known these birds to roost Mm -hmm. up there. Yeah. So me and Tom decided to take a chance, said, you know what? We'll just go to New York Saturday and set up on the field edge. So there's a field right next to our property that we have permission to hunt. And because of all the rain, Tom and I decided that, you know what? These birds, every time we hunt them, they either come down into the valley, down on like the Creek bottom, or they go straight up the hill to the big field. And due to the rain, Tom and I had you know, talk, you know what, they're probably going to go head to the field just because they can't hear anything in the woods and they're going to want to at least be able to see what's going on around them. So they're going to come up to this field. Tom and I took the blind and I think like five or six decoys. It was like like
2: bringing the circus to town. Nick, I don't know, what's it called? Like the big boy or something, your ground blind?
1: uh, It's just a baronet. Is baronet is the uh, brand, but it's the go big blind.
2: Go big. Doesn't it say like big boy or something in orange? on the Go big, yeah close yeah but yeah uh in the bag it's probably like five feet tall it it is nice because it's got like two shoulder straps you can throw it on your backpack
1: but uh and you can strap your seat there's like a little pouch where you can put your seat into it and strap it in so yeah so i'm walking down this field i got this blind on my back mind you i had been in the hospital all week leading up to this yeah like i got out friday this is saturday morning i got my blind a chair shotgun two decoys
2: and i had the rest
1: of the decoys my chair a gun uh and our camera gear yeah you guys had it all going on so yeah yeah, we're just hiking on down and basically what we were thinking was um set this blind up on the edge of the field put a whole mess of decoys out and just sit and sit tight Mm -hmm. Um, so my it was my job to set up the decoys tom was going to set up the the tent because i'm not supposed to be doing a whole lot of crazy heavy lift heavy lifting or moving or anything so tom was setting up the decoys probably or i mean the the blinds probably like 50 some pounds in the bag it's it's a huge blind mm-hmm. um could easily put three people in it like very comfortably three people um it's uh, an octagon or not an octagon a pentagon shape um you can shoot pretty much 360 mm-hmm. out of it um but anyway so i'm setting up the decoys Tom had never set up this blind, couldn't figure it out, so he comes over to me. Blinds are tough. They're... Yeah, there's all, they all got their own
0: unique
2: trick. To... Yeah, you
0: always want to set those up five or six times in the garage before you go out. Yeah. yeah. Especially those ones that you got to like twist and fold up into the bag that are a circle.
1: Those things are a real bitch. Yeah, those are a pain. This one is like the pop-out ones, so you just keep pulling the tabs. Okay. Um, but it's still a pain because it's so like it's so big. Yeah. Anyway, so me and Tom trade positions. I head over and I'm putting up the the blind, get it all tucked back into the woods a little bit, and Tom's setting up the decoys. And he looks back, and he he did he didn't tell me this till later. He's like, that looks ridiculous. Like we stick out like a sore thumb. Like this blind is massive. These deco we had the decoys out 15, 20 yards, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, there's no way this is gonna pan out. But
0: we got it mean, all we'll, set
1: up, so you gotta play it. Yeah. Out. So we get set up in the blind, we get the camera out and everything. And the wind and rain was just heavy this morning. I mean, just wind was blowing like crazy. Actually a massive, probably four foot diameter maple tree fell uh, behind the cabin uh, the night before. Um, I mean, literally shook the cabin. It was wild. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, high winds. Yeah. And the one decoy we have, it's one of those Avian X uh, strutter decoys. You can put the fan in the back and everything. And this decoy was just blowing like crazy. And eventually the decoy was almost laying on the ground. So Tom's like, and this is like the crucial time where birds could start gobbling at any minute. Mm -hmm. And Tom's like, do you think we should fix that decoy? I'm like, let's not talk about it. Go fix it. Like, yeah, if we're going to do, if we're going to chance, like him and Han for five minutes before you do it. Yeah. I'm like, let's, if you're going to fix it, fix it now. So Tom runs out there and he stakes it way into the ground. So this gobbler strutting decoy looks like he's like, nested but in full strut
2: (laughs) it's pretty sweet look it's kind of like the short immature gobbler look the not very intimidating look i was trying to give off so you know other gobblers feel like i can kick the shit out of him and we can go Mm -hmm. ruffle some
1: feathers (laughs) but anyway so with these high winds we actually tom put a second stake so the bird could only rotate like 180 degrees so he's literally spinning back and forth in the wind as if you know a gobbler oh, would do, do when he's yeah. strutting so it looked very lifelike um and then we had a couple other i think there was two other gobbler decoys a couple hen decoys we had one that was bedded down like i mean it was it like it was a whole flock of turkeys out there and uh, we head back get tom gets back into the blind sit there we're waiting around no gobblers all morning didn't or like no gobbles on the roost i guess mm-hmm. i should say yeah could not hear anything but it was really raining when yeah, was, they could have been gobbling a little yeah, bit, but it you just, was we hard just, to hear. Yeah, we didn't hear it. Um, and it didn't take probably, I would say, probably 10 minutes after you figure birds probably flew out of the tree. Two hens came out into the field. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, we had one of those shoot through screens up in the blind. Mm-hmm. So when we first saw the turkeys, it takes a second to try and figure out what they what are. It is. Because the screen, like you can see that there's turkeys. Like you can obviously differentiate between like a turkey, a deer, a crow, yeah. whatever, but it's tough to say it 80 yards out if it's a gobbler or a hen. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we figured out that they were hens. They came right in. I actually videotaped them for quite a while, right in with our decoys. Like, I mean, she was checking them out, didn't seem spooked by anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom and I were moving around in there. They can't see into that blind. It was actually first time I've ever Mesh tested really that Yeah. really do Yeah. And uh, how long do you think they stood around for, Tommy?
2: I don't know, five, ten minutes. not terribly long, just enough to...
1: Keep you interested. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of scooted off, um, went back down into the woods. And it probably wasn't wasn't long after that. Um, I think Tom gave a few calls right after the uh, the hens went back into the woods just to play around. We didn't mm-hmm. call at all on the roost. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they didn't respond to that. And then I'd say, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes after that, I gave out a just a few soft yelps. And then probably two minutes after that, we heard one gobble down in the bottom. And we're like, son of a bitch. Like they either they go to the, the f- opposite. Yeah, they either go to the field or they go down to the bottom. And this gobbler was down at the bottom. So now me and Tom are a little upset, but we can't move because this decoy or the everything is all set up. It took forever to set up. We're not leaving. So we just decided to wait it out. I think Tom called right after uh, the, the bird gobbled. And then we were like, Okay, we're just gonna shut up and we're not gonna overcall whatsoever. Like in the rain, mm-hmm. they don't like to talk much anyway. Yeah. So we're just gonna chill. It wasn't a few minutes later and all of a sudden two gobblers come out of the, out of the woods, kind of not really like below us, but like lateral on the other side of the woods over there. It's t- tough mm-hmm. to explain. Like the field's yeah. kind of like an L shape or the woods are an L shape around the field. Mm-hmm. Um, these two gobblers come out and work right into our decoys. Now I'm at this, at this point, like, let's well, double up. There We got yeah, two birds in front of double. us. And right as we're getting ready, I have almost talked Tom into shooting these birds. We hear another gobble. So Tom is like, let's hold off. And I'm like, okay. But they're right here. Yeah, I was like, they're right here. We could double up right now. But whatever. Tom said, there's another gobbler. Let's just wait. And against my better judgment, we waited. Now the birds, like they said, they hung out with our decoys for a little while. And then they're starting to move to where we aren't going to be allowed to shoot them anymore. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like Tom. Well, able. Yeah. You're what still I, allowed. You're still oh, allowed. yeah. Still able. Yeah. Not able to shoot them anymore. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. But, anyways, and I'm, so now I'm like Tom. Can we, what are we doing here? Like, we haven't even, we're running out of time. Yeah. We're to make time. Tom had a, almost, I've almost convinced Tom. And then another gobble hits. And we look over and there's like a dozen gobblers about probably at this point 100 yards out. Mm-hmm. So now we're both like, okay. We're going to wait. We'll wait. Tom's like, you know what? You just got some great footage of that gobbler, like right in front of us. Like this would be be great. So we're just chilling. And all of a sudden these turkeys are just slowly working their way out through the field. Like there's kind of like a knoll in the field we can't, Mm -hmm. we can't really see them that well, but we can just see all their heads kind of coming back and forth. And then they get up to the top of the little knoll and that's probably 80 yards from us at this point. And they could see our decoys. And then all of a sudden, like velociraptors just sprint. And we just gobbling their nuts off running at us like full speed. I've never seen anything like it maybe on TV, but Mm -hmm. that was it like a dozen turkeys gobbling, sprinting right at our decoys. So I look at Tom and I'm like, all right, I'm going to take one on the far left. You take one on the far right. Um, birds come in and I mean, the rest is history. These Mm -hmm. bunch of birds came in about 15 yards. Tom, I actually said on three. Well, these birds are like 15 yards. Tom, Tom goes three, two, one. So, like, I should have I, just shot on three. Yeah, I should have. But so there's that little bit of mix up, and then just like that, that happens when you're excited. Yeah, I was very excited. There's yeah, just a lot like, going on. Just like that, boom. Uh, Tom and I doubled up. That was the first time we've ever doubled up. Um, it was a really, really cool experience. I've never like I, I've doubled up with Joe before, um, and that that was one of the coolest hunts I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. But the whole build-up of yeah. seeing those turkeys come running in. Tom and I both um, killing gobblers. Like, it was just, uh, we were like... The week on,
2: before was spent in the hospital.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would spent, you know, yeah. we had busted You guys hunted butt. hard in Ohio. Yeah. Little
2: did we know the week after was going to be spent in the hospital.
1: Basically, well, I literally, <laughs> I spent Wednesday to Friday in the hospital. We go to New York, Saturday, Sunday. And I went back to the hospital Monday. So, like, it <laughs> was... <laughs> like, I pretty much... Uh, for whatever reason, somebody's upstairs up said, you know what, give this guy some time to turkey hunt and then we mm. got to take him back. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, like I said, I'd been out of the hospital for like 24 hours, if that, and actually less than, cause I got out like Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. My mom was not thrilled with me going turkey hunting, but I she her. I'm like, I had to go, yeah. I have to go. So Dom and I are celebrating, just cannot believe it. Just a, just a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was i think like 7:30 it was not a very quick hunt yeah um and then we like packed everything up and we actually we had some work to do um had some trees to plant yeah, chimney to
2: install would we plant 18
1: apple plum pear. or pear trees mm-hmm. and then some like what 20 chestnut trees or something yeah mm-hmm. frank came up helped us with that um Cut some firewood. Yeah, Frank cut some firewood for us. We installed a brand new chimney at the cabin. Stainless steel, (laughs) looking sharp. It's nice. So, So yeah. And and these two idiots
0: told me, I was texting them all morning, and they sent me the Snapchat, like a Snapchat of the hens they were seeing. And I was like, okay, they got a little bit going on. And then never heard from them anymore. And I was like, okay, when do you guys want me to come up to cut wood? Uh, And they're like, yeah, you can come up as soon as we're done hunting. And it was. Yeah, whatever eight o'clock when you guys texted yeah. me and said yeah go ahead come on up we didn't see anything other than those hens so I get up there and you know we're just talking out in front of the cabin and Nick's like hey come out back this huge tree fell down back in the woods and so we go walking past the back of the cabin go back in the woods look at the tree I'm like oh yeah that's crazy you know we come walking back up out of the woods and as we're just getting by the back of the cabin again something like catches my eye back behind the cabin I'm like what the hell is that and I look over and there's two dead birds laying there I'm like you guys are stupid like <laughs> they lied to me the whole time and the only reason why they wanted me to go look at the tree was to see the birds out back and I almost missed them both times walking by it
2: was a big tree that fell though it, it was pre- it did tree. grant a view it yeah. was pretty wild yeah yeah glad it didn't fall out into the field though yeah that would have been a mess
1: mm-hmm. so so Tom and I You know, we got the... Well, I guess we got the chimney installed while you were cutting trees and stuff. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so we wanted to test it out that night. So Tom and I stayed up there. I think you were celebrating Mother's Day. Yeah, my mom was heading to Florida, so we were celebrating Mother's Day Yeah, so it was just Tom and I staying up there Saturday night into Sunday morning. And I will let Tom tell the second day's story. I mean, I can help you out with it, but... So day two... We actually had some nicer weather,
0: and it actually got really nice Saturday after you guys were done hunting. It was a beautiful day.
2: Yeah, and the amount of birds we saw on
1: Saturday, I'm like, there's 14 we counted total. Yeah, like, or gobblers. Yeah, two hands,
2: and that's that we saw. There was more birds gobbling down in the woods that never came didn't up. come up yet. So. I told Nick, I said, well, I think we just need to go set up where we heard those birds gobbling yesterday that never came out mm-hmm. into the field. Try to set up more where they're roosting at. Yeah. And so, you know, everything's looking good on paper. I I really don't even care at this point what happens. I'm still pretty stoked that I just got a double with Nick. Mm-hmm. And so we go to bed relatively early and get up all bright eyed and bushy tailed just
1: a side note with this whole thing i can't drink so couldn't even yeah we weren't even well i guess what i was getting at is like we didn't even tom just he can drink but he just he said it feels feels weird drinking by himself at the cabin when i'm there (laughs) So like we didn't go to the bar uh we didn't we didn't even open up shooters um it was just an early night so i just want to throw that point in of why there was no celebration that way (laughs) so get up nice and early
2: Get our camo on, get our guns loaded up, walk down in the woods. And it's it's not that far of a walk. Our cabin sits at, like, the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. And it's only the, a couple hundred yards. Yeah, and we kind of just walked straight down the bottom and then followed the creek down to where we heard the birds roost in the night before. or I'm sorry, the morning before. Get down there nice and early, all set up. Flying no decoys today, kind of... Figured you lighten the load a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It was,
1: it's just there. It, there, I use those Avian-X decoys, which I swear by now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. They, I, I don't know. Um, I've killed, de- I've killed birds off of cheap decoys, um, but for whatever reason, these ones, I've never seen birds react to decoys the way that these ones did. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of sold on them. But they, anyway, they're, they're not really collapsible. They're just full size decoys all the time. So they're very bulky to carry. Yeah, you're not throwing them in your backpack or no. in your pouch on the back
0: of your vest. No,
2: not at all. So, we get set up, and sun just starts coming up, and all of a sudden, just gobble, gobble, gobble. Bird's going crazy. I'm like, no way. Like, this is not (laughs) happening. (laughs) Figured they might be a little gun-shy after the day before. I was thinking, but, I mean, hey, they got rained on all day, and now we had a nice day. I think they are ready to go strut their feathers. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but it was insane. And... Birds fly down and wait a little bit, maybe five, 10 minutes after they fly down, they're still gobbling. So I'm like, all right, time to let them know where we're at. So I just let out some clucks and soft yelps and birds hammer back. I'm like, okay. We go. And like in the back of my mind, I know exactly how this pans out. <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, these birds are going to come into about 60 yards, start strutting, doing their strut circles. And goblin and they're not gonna come any closer. Peace out. Yeah. And me and Nick, like, as cool as it was that we got our double, our goal was another double, just because that would be insane. Yeah. Um, so we weren't set up in our strategic one shooter, one caller forty yards back. We were set up ha- hammering for the double. Yep, right next to each other, guns blazing.
0: And I mean, if you did it once, you got it all figured out. You can double up every time now.
2: Yeah, that's, I'm starting to think so. <laughs> it's starting to look that way. So, birds, they're coming in, coming in, and they get at that, like, crucial point where they're, like, 80 yards, and they're still coming in at 60 yards. They start strutting and shit, and I'm like, Here we go. Here we go. this this again. And I look at Nick, I'm like, I got to do something, and Nick's like, I got this, and he breaks out his old trusty mouth call and does the old cut excited hen yelp mix. And homemade call, by the way. Nice. That's probably, that's probably what the did spread V. Probably, <laughs> and these birds could not resist. They they broke strut and came in on a gosh darn string, mm-hmm. and they get to about thirty five yards and they're strutting again. Now looking for their the hen. They're like, I know it's over here some way. Or somewhere. Mm -hmm. And me and Nick, we don't even have to tell each other at this point. We're so seasoned at (laughs) shooting doubles. We just, we know how it works. Mm -hmm. Don't even have to communicate. So Nick already knows he's got the one on the left. I know I got the one on the right. And they're both, you know, right there. And I kind of wait for the opportunity where i know i have my good shot and nick has a good shot we were sitting like probably five yards apart Mm -hmm. at this time so we couldn't like do the three two one countdown Mm -hmm. so i was like all right i know nick has a good shot i know i got a good shot if he shoots i'm ready if i shoot i sure hope he's he's ready (laughs) so i'm just squeezing the trigger waiting for nick's gun to go off and then mine goes off and it's like it sounded basically like one gunshot nick was Johnny on the spot synched, yeah. with yeah. his, and both birds go straight down. I was kind of shocked. I was like, that did it it not doesn't It happen. never works that easy. Mm. No. Like, and you did it two days in a row. Yeah. yeah it was I, unbelievable. That's nuts. Yeah. Wow. I think me and Nick were, we, I'm going to just say this. <laughs> we had it on camera. You guys probably won't get to see it because- once it happened, we kind of forgot. We're, we were, new on... to the, we're new to the videotape world, and it just got way too colorful. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, language what... <laughs> got colorful. Uh, kind of forgot I was on camera there for a second. and We're learning, though. Yeah. yeah. Emotions off, were high. <laughs> so
1: You'll see a few small clips. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, uh, we kind of screwed the pooch on the film. But, you know what? Uh, we're turkey hunters first and Filming filmers better second. better
2: from the blind was better day one yeah
1: yeah we could definitely work with that maybe. yeah we could show a little bit of that but we just got just get a little get uh, the adrenaline starts flowing and yeah. i just I, I don't know i gotta remember that there's a camera rolling mm-hmm. i guess but yeah um, we'll get get it next time for you guys Because yep. we'll there will be we'll so do many again. more doubles to come <laughs> yeah Uh, I do want to give a props to Tommy early on this before Turkey season, when we were talking about Turkey hunting, Tom had mentioned that this year he's not going to do any calling on the roost. Um, and I think that led to our success. I think both days, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, for years, I've always called to birds on the roost because I just love hearing birds gobble. Um, but I've found, I like shooting birds way better than just listening listening to to them gobble in the distance. And I think being dead silent until they hit the ground is a uh very very good tactic that i think worked really well for us this time mm-hmm.
0: 100%. It's definitely easier to overcall them when they're on the roost than once they're on the ground. You can still definitely overcall them on the ground, but it's a lot easier to do when they're still in the in the tree.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing uh those the nitro ammunition the TSSs those birds literally just fold up like mm-hmm. nothing. Um now, we didn't really get to test their range because it was like 35 ish and like 20. But um, that's perfect distance. Oh, yeah. I mean, these turkeys were toast. Mm-hmm. So nice. The old jelly head.
2: And we took them home, breasted yep. them, cut all the fat and, you know, junk meat off there, cubed them up real nice, put them in a bag. We went down to what? Wegmans? Yeah. I'm sure most of our listeners have a local Wegmans. Wegmans are getting out there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got a um, I don't. I was kind of not sure how this was gonna work out because it was called chicken barbecue marinade, and and it's a turkey. It was turkey meat. I'm so, yeah. I'm, so I was a little uneasy about it. Um. So I got just another classic honey mustard because you know honey mustard's always gonna be good if the chicken barbecue was total dog water. Mm-hmm. So marinate the cubes. In said marinade. I think
1: Nick got lemon garlic and We we totally missed the ball, boys. Yeah, you didn't smoke break. Yeah, it. we didn't here just just for fun. Nick, what are you doing? <laughs> We're having a smoke break. <laughs> We're
0: having a smoke break. That's
1: how you, you, you know it's unscripted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so know. what did you marinate? or I, Nick's currently marinating. His. Yeah,
1: they're, they're being serenaded right now. You guys are um, cooking today, right? Yeah. So this is how, I mean, we've always done turkey nuggets with our uh, turkeys. It's the most the best way to do it, uh, I think. So I'm serenaded mine in lemon and garlic, and which that's my favorite so far. I We've done that every turkey I kill I, I do in lemon and garlic marinade, and it's phenomenal. Uh, the other one I'm doing is Speedy, which is more of a... Like southern New York, eastern, like north central PA kind of thing. Um, southern, I was gonna north say southern, No, like Northeast. southern, like southern New York and then like north central PA kind okay, of okay. thing. So like Scranton? Yeah, yes. Very like Binghamton, Scranton, that area. Very Dunder Mifflin, yes. if you will. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Speedy is more their style. Michael Scott um, actually recommends it. Yeah, but it's like a lot of vinegar and garlic and um, oregano. And stuff that they do it on venison a lot. Um, but hmm. I was like, you know what? Let's it's deer meat. Yeah. Deer meat, sorry. I hate that word. <laughs> venison. Anyway, I'm like, let's try it on wild turkey. So like Is said, there another those-
0: name for wild turkey meat? Like you got deer meat and venison. Wild no. poultry.
1: Wild poultry. <laughs> so we got the wild poultry in the marinade right now. Um but basically or, or, or uh, feral poultry. That's what we're gonna call feral. it. Feral poultry.
2: It's super. It's literally the easiest thing in the world because it's you don't have any ingredients besides the bottle of marinade. Like yeah, and when you just yeah you just dice up the feral poultry and into bite sized pieces. Let it marinate for I don't know four to six hours. Yeah, I don't think you, I mean you can't really marinate it too long. No, you can't really over marinate it. But uh, yeah, I prefer to cook it in a Griswold pan. Uh, if I don't have a Griswold, definitely cast iron. Mm-hmm. If I don't have cast iron, I just, I'm sure whatever. Might as well not even you... do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw it in the garbage. Just a frying pan, yeah. cast iron preferably. And you just go to take a slab of butter, grease up the bottom of your pan, dump your chicken nuggets in there. Feral sorry, poultry nuggets. Feral poultry nuggets, <laughs> and cook. You have to cook it through. Um, you can't. You can't eat feral poultry medium rare
1: i think we can go back to calling it turkey
2: yeah, yeah can't eat turkey medium rare gotta cook it all the way through but uh it doesn't take long maybe 10 minutes you'll be able it, it'll start like falling apart and, it gets firm yeah and mm. it's delicious and i tell you what the chicken barbecue works well on turkey you just dunk it in a little bit of ranch honey mustard and a little bit of ranch Oof! can't go get around. out of
1: town Sounds delicious. Yeah. I'm real excited for it. So we're Tom did uh his two turkeys last weekend and I'm doing mine this weekend for a Mother's Day treat. Wonderful. I mean how lucky are our moms, you know? The luckiest. You know, they you know, they want me and Tom and our girlfriends, you know, to plan a little Mother's Day get together. Um so we plan a nice weekend out at the farm, you know, maybe do a little trail riding on the mule and mm-hmm. some go wild, check some trail cameras. You know, wild turkey on the grill. I mean it's it's doesn't, Doesn't get any get, better for moms. Yeah, they sure are lucky. Yeah, that's another thing I want to do. Uh, leave on here is Happy Mother's Day to all the moms yeah. out there that put up with um, this borderline addiction of hunting and yeah outdoor lifestyle. Because I know my house would be a whole lot cleaner and a lot less dead animals if it wasn't for um, us and our mom's putting up with it. and
0: Yeah. They definitely have a lot to put up with and it's, it can be a real pain for moms trying to schedule events and different stuff. With and just
1: keeping a house clean. I know yeah. it's, it gets. Yeah. It's tough when you got a house full of hunters. Yeah. So thank you to all the moms out there that put up with us and, and the moms that go out there and hunt. Cause there's those, yeah. those there's badass a lot of those. moms that go out there and get it done. So
0: yeah, we appreciate all of you.
1: I don't know, gentlemen. I think that's yeah, that about it. A, a delicious smoke break and a happy Mother's Day. Um, other than that, just make sure you guys are all getting outside with your moms.